Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850 KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and carried nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. Two hours of interviews and features, plus questions and comments about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery as we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. And now, Recovery Coast to Coast is on the air. Here's your host, Neil Scott. Welcome back once again to Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. And boy, do we have a treat for you tonight. If you're a first-time listener, a very special welcome. If you have been here before, welcome back. We are taking you tonight down to Costa Mesa, California, to New Directions for Women. It's one of America's leading gender-specific treatment providers. They've been successfully treating women since 1977, over 5,000 of them. Uh, They're also successfully treating women with children, up to 13 years of age. So there's no necessity in terms of choosing recovery over being with your children. The children can come along. They treat pregnant women in any trimester. A hundred or more babies have been born here. I mean, this is just a a miracle place. You can find out more about it online, newdirectionsforwomen.org, and you can follow them on Twitter at NDFW and, of course, on Facebook as well. Rebecca Flood is the CEO here. I've known her by reputation, certainly, for decades, going back to her working with Ed Deal back at Seabrook House in New Jersey. She's been the CEO here since 2004 and has really taken new directions to new heights while keeping the focus on women getting well. Becky, welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast. Thank you so much for allowing us to come down and share your story, the story of this great program. Thank you, Neil. It's a great opportunity and feel honored that you're here. For folks unfamiliar with the program, 1977, a long time ago. Give us a brief thumbnail sketch of what it was like then, what happened, and what it's like now. So New Directions for Women, what it was like in 1977, I can give you the historical perspective that I've been told, okay. but I was not involved with New Directions right. back then. I was, a, I was a year sober when they uh, got started. I have heard the stories of three courageous women. Pamela Wilder, Mm -hmm. Marion Schoen, and Muriel Zink. Three women that they themselves were in recovery, that were comrades and supported each other. Holy Trinity. Holy (laughs) Trinity, very much so. And Pam Wilder was the spearhead of that Trinity that really went to the Orange County Junior League, which she was a member of, and very courageously stood up one day and asked for their financial support to start a program where women could get well with dignity and grace. And when she stood up, she started by saying... I'm a recovering alcoholic. Yes, yes. She certainly did. And that was back in the earlier 70s. I think that was about 1975 when she did that. She got 100% support from that organization of influential women in Orange County that got their arms around her and said, yes, we want to do this project. And with Muriel to her left and Marion to her right and uh, the Junior League all around them, they were able to start a very small only a six-bed program in some homes that were only one block off of the Newport Beach Back Bay, which we now, those two small cottages, have turned into a a three-and-a-half-acre campus. (sighs) And uh, in just 
we're just clustered in this alcove of a beautiful mm. place in the world mm. where women still get well with dignity and grace mm. 40 years later. 5,000 women later. 5,000 women later. 600 children have lived on our campus. 100 or, babies born on your campus. Yeah, well, they weren't born on well, the campus, but their mothers were. Yes, and yeah. they did come back to reside on campus with mom. That is Are there any other miracles. programs in the country that do that? There are programs. I actually started a women and children's program when I was at Seabrook House, where oh, wow. I was for 26 right. years, and I'm still on their board of directors, so I've never really left. And how I got connected with New Directions for Women is when I was head of clinical services at Seabrook House, and we had women that needed longer-term care, we found New Directions 20 years before I ever came here, oh, wow. and we started sending women here. I have alum that went to Seabrook House and then came here no and have stories of 20 years of recovery oh, in their life. And so, so it was a natural evolution as my career evolved that I ended up at a place that I already loved. Rebecca Flood joining us. She is the CEO at New Directions for Women. State the case briefly, if you would, for gender-specific treatment. Well, research, there has been research done through the years that show that women fare better post-discharge and long-term recovery when they get gender-separate and gender-specific services. Originally, the Minnesota model of care was developed for men by men, and it right, has a right. lot of good nuances to it. It's it's a, really a seven-step, seven-phased mm -hmm. program. But what we have found is that if you've ever heard the uh, read the story, men are from Mars, yeah. women from Venus, yeah, yeah. well, there's a lot of truths about how women learn and process information doing it very differently than men. We're much more experiential, much more relationship-driven. We like to gather at the well where men like to go and be hunters and, and be alone in caves. And so for us to come together and not have to take care of anybody else when we come to group and we get to focus on ourselves and gather at the well and have an experience and have talking together, that's where we work out our issues. And when we can do that very forthrightly in, in a holistic way, we seem to blossom and grow. And traditionally, we were given tools that really didn't work for us when we went out into the world. For a long time in this field, especially back in the 70s, it was Kentucky Fried Treatment. There was, <laughs> there was one in every corner, and insurance was paying for it, and it was just you know off to the races. And then gradually, insurance companies started cutting back, and then the program started saying, well, if we can't make money here, we'll make money with seniors or some other mm -hmm. cause. And the strong have survived over the years as the ones who were in it, perhaps not for the best of reasons, have fallen by the wayside. You folks have been around for 40 years. You treated an awful lot of people very successfully. What has been the key component to making it as successful as it is here at New Directions for Women? Well, I think that we have stayed true to the vision of our founders. Mm -hmm. We've nurtured the strong roots that we were afforded the opportunity to have. We still receive funding from private insurance companies, but also families privately pay for some portion of their care. And then we are gifted with a investment or donor base of individuals who donate their resources mm. because we are a 501c3 to the success of our women. And between scholarship money and insurance money and people's ability to 
pay beyond what the insurance company deems is medically necessary, but we indicate is clinically appropriate, is what our success has been with our alumni getting well. Mm -hmm. And not every woman accepts the package that we offer. However, we continue to offer that package because we know that long-term treatment, and that's what New Directions was founded, not in being a short-term program, but a long continuum of care where you move through residential to a sober living environment to reintegrating back in community while you're still in our care to eventually moving back into your own home which may be here in Orange County or it may be in Iowa mm -hmm. or it may be in North Carolina wherever your home generates back to and as many programs have we integrate family in a significant way including children living with moms or moms being pregnant and nurturing them through that pregnancy it, it bothers me when I see programs that are treat and release they're more interested in filling that next bed than following up on the person who really is a member of the family. Mm -hmm. You have an extended family of 5,000 people. A, we have a sisterhood. A we sisterhood. Have a, we have a sisterhood. Yeah. And whether you're with us for one hour yeah, yeah. or 365 days, yeah. as soon as you walk through our threshold, you become part of the sisterhood. Yeah, yeah. And it's important to understand that in a treatment center, in any treatment center, whether it's 30, 60, 90 days, you're not going to be quote-unquote cured. It is the building blocks that are developed for an ongoing process of recovery. Recovery is a, is a lifelong process. Absolutely. It, it, it certainly does not end when they leave this treatment center. Recovery goes on one day at a time. You provide the tools, they provide the action. It's, Without question. Yeah. And many treatment centers around the country still refer women mm -hmm. after they've completed their services they transfer them to us for extended stays mm -hmm. because that's really New Directions is a long-term extended care organization that works sometimes with a woman that's coming in right. through the front door but generally that woman's had multiple treatment experiences before right. she ever gets to us and many of them are transferred directly from hospitals and from 30-day programs and even 90-day programs because we claim that we want to walk with you through life's journey of recovery creating that over a lifetime and each person is different and so the treatment really is is different and I mean it's the same but it's also different it's it's to the person's individual place where, where they are, what their needs are individually, rather than the old-time cookie-cutter 30-day programs that everybody will do this, 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 and then you're out. True. And many of our women receive similar services, mm -hmm. but some may have more psychodrama, some may have more equine therapy. We really combine what I call where Eastern and Western's medicines meet, and mm -hmm. we use best practices out of both. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have acupuncture puncture and equine therapy and neurobiofeedback and at the same time you're also going to have CBT which is cognitive behavioral therapy and some DBT work which is dialectical behavioral therapy and again we combine what we believe is clinically best both out of eastern and western practices. Rebecca Flood joining us she is the CEO at New Directions for Women. Becky give us an audio tour if you would of New Directions for Women. The Founders House, Faith House, Courage House, Fister House, The Sober Living, and The Elliott House. Just a quick, brief thumbnail sketch. <laughs> I'm sorry, your time is up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
So what I would say is our campus is in a residential environment located one block off the natural preserve of the Back Bay. And the neighbors love you. And the neighbors love us. They come out when I take tours on our campus. The other day I took a, a two gentlemen on a tour, and one of our neighbors came out. She happened to be getting ready to go for her walk at the Back Bay, and, she, and I said, we're just taking these gentlemen on a tour. And she said, I wish all my neighbors were like New Directions for Women. I mean, that's just wow. what it's like. Instead of NIMBYs, they're YIMBYs. <laughs> yes, in my neighborhood. Please. Yes, please. And we, we do a community open house yeah. on our campus. But our homes, even though we're in a residential setting, all kind of back up to each other. So mm -hmm. the backyard we leave is a huge open oh, area. Nice. And so it, it is you would never know by looking at the front of our houses what's going on inside our houses or in the backyards of our homes. So we create a very safe haven, which is gated, which our women, it's a sanctuary. It yeah. is a home-like sanctuary. A serene sanctuary. It is a home-like, serene sanctuary. We have butterfly gardens. We have oh. tranquil waters. We have fire pits. Uh, it's all craftsman-style homes where our women can feel safe the minute they walk in and so many people when they walk into any of our buildings including our outpatient location here when they walk in they say I can breathe here mm. and it's just people want to inhale and exhale very deeply when they walk onto our property. What are the specifics of some of the houses? Some of the specifics, we have Founders House, mm -hmm. which houses 18 of our women. It houses a dining hall that seats 70. It has a spiritual room that people uh. can sit on and relax and meditate. And we do do mindfulness meditation every single morning. It's infused into our clinical care. We have a butterfly garden. Uh, that people can sit in. We also have a lot of waterfalls in the outside area and meditation areas where clinical uh, individual sessions and family sessions take place. We have a koi pond. We have a playground for our children. We have a small child care facility for the six children that are living on our campus where there is a uh, master's level child development specialist working with children during the day. Uh, Faith House is where six of our families live, and so it's full of life in the evening mm. with baths going on and stories being told and homework being done, and it's a great place to go sit in the evening. And down the street we have our sober livings where women are getting up early in the morning and getting themselves ready and still doing their chores and running out the door to go to school or go to work. And in the evening they'll end their day here at Red Hill office doing outpatient and mm. then they all get vanned home, you know, where they get to go to sleep again mm. in a very comfortable, serene setting. Mm -hmm. So My, that's kind of our campus. It's absolutely beautiful. It keeps continuing to grow. You've got a, a very strong powerful, active board of directors that has Absolutely. a vision sure. for tomorrow. We are strategic thinkers. We're strategic planners. It is my goal to leave a legacy for the next generation mm. of professionals nice. that will come up in this field nice. to help the next generation of women to heal. It is our board's desire to leave a legacy of buildings that are in good stead for the next generation with a sustainable funding pattern. Mm -hmm. We're in the process of creating an endowment fund. Our board, along with myself, really are legacy leavers.
and that's what we want. We mm. want a legacy. We were given a legacy, we've honored that legacy, and we want to pay that legacy forward to the next generation. When people ask me about treatment centers and how do you find a good treatment center, I, I, there are two things that I mention. First of all, I say, is that treatment center a member of NAATP? Absolutely. Which is the National Association of Addiction Treatment Providers. You're on the board of NAATP. I am. I'm very blessed. And it's, it's very important for all treatment programs to come together under one organization to do what's best for all. Correct. Well, NAATP is our voice in Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. so that we are able to advocate for things like parity, which is the most recent bill that says yes. that addiction and mental health are treated on equal footing with all other medical diseases. And without that, we would be hard-pressed to get coverage of yeah, any kind yeah. for our continued care. Yeah. So they carry the flag. They carry yeah. the flag. They wave the flag, and it's wonderful to be of service. I actually worked with Michael Q. Ford. Oh wow! Uh, who started right here from Laguna Beach? That's right, from Laguna Beach. Who started NAATP <laughs> with, with the folks from Raleigh Hills, going way back. But we don't want to go too far back. Uh, Rebecca Flood is joining us, uh, CEO uh, here at New Directions for Women. Talk about the, the family program. Uh, people don't, you know, become alcoholic in a vacuum. Every alcoholic, whether it's a man or a woman, directly affects six or seven other people. Talk about what you do for families of these special women that come here. Well, we look at their children are part of their family, and some of them get to come here with them and watch them get well and participate in so many children are affected by their mother's alcohol use and see the devastation of, of it, but they don't get to see yeah. her blossom and grow. And so some of our children get well with their moms. At the same time, the significant others, husbands, parents, sometimes grandparents, dear close friends of the women are severely impacted. Collateral damage. Collateral damage. They're very fearful, and they're not sure what role to play successfully in supporting her in her new life of recovery. So we utilize the matrix model every single Saturday. They, the families are welcome to come here for a two-hour session with the, the family where we do process group and education work. The families also have individual sessions with the woman that's in treatment with us. And we encourage every family to seek out their own recovery plan, sometimes going to intensive family programs at other facilities, sometimes utilizing long-term inpatient codependency programs such as on-site or mm -hmm. the Bridge to Recovery. We encourage Al-Anon, Naranon, on, family groups that help them back in their own area, and individual therapy for however this has severely affected them over time so that they take care of themselves separate and apart. The, the other thing that I tell people looking for a treatment center is take a look at the staff. Take a look at staff turnover. If you find mm -hmm. a, a program with a high turnover rate, you might want to keep looking for another treatment center. Your staff has been together for a long time. It is solid. It's always referred to as the team. <laughs> tell me ab about your your staff and the importance uh, in the treatment process? I think it's very important that uh, those of us that work together uh, stay together and think together. And play together. And play. Yeah, we do that sometimes too. <laughs> and grow together. And I sure. mean, edu educationally sure. and spiritually. So I have been very blessed with some of my team that uh, have been with me since all 12 and a half years that I have been here. Very blessed that new folks come and stay for periods of time. It's not as though we don't ever have turnover because we do. 
because sometimes we're a small organization, somebody grows beyond us, and I bless them yeah. to move on, and we have lots of friends out in the community of people that have you know, continued sure. their life beyond us, sure. and so that's a wonderful thing. There's a foundation that's connected with this treatment program, Absolutely. Uh, and they do a lot of wonderful things, in, including the scholarship fund, the Pamela Wilder Scholarship Fund. Correct. Uh, t talk about the role of the foundation in the overall family here at New Directions for Women. The foundation uh, was birthed, uh, we birthed it about two years after I got here, mm -hmm. and it was birthed so that we could create uh, sustainable funding for the organization. And that is what has really grown um, our buildings. It's what's done our building funding, it's what's looking at our endowment campaign. It is uh, a board that we are still growing, but we have a separate 501c3, and that board of directors is the board that raises the multitudes. We've raised, since I've been here, probably around $13 million. Wow. Yeah. That is a strong, active board. That's a strong, active board. Holy smokes. You know, one of the things that obviously stands uh, in center stage is the fact you've been around so long. You've got the cred. The organization, yes. absolutely. absolutely. The organization has 40 years of weathering the challenges, the opportunities of staying alive and thriving mm. in the addiction treatment profession. Talk about the alumni. That's a, a real key <laughs> Our part. sisterhood. Your sisterhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our sisterhood, we have uh, a full-time alumni coordinator who is an alum, who spends all of her time following up on our alumni, yeah. on creating events, on our annual retreats that we do. We do a spiritual and clinical retreat every year that mm. they get to come back for. Every single month we have panel discussions. We have a dinner on campus with our current patients with our alum. We do Easter egg hunts and Christmas parties and beach volleyball parties every single year. And so there's very rarely a month that goes by. We have burger bashes. There's, you know, and when we say we have an Easter egg hunt, we also have an Easter bunny and Santa Claus. And You still believe in Santa Claus? Uh, I still believe in Santa Claus because he shows up every year here. I think he shows up gifts. every day here giving out the gifts of recovery is what I think. Uh, Rebecca Flood joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. You give Circle of Life tours. That must really Absolutely. open people's eyes when they see this campus. It does. It's I love to watch people's faces yeah. as they come through. I love to hear I love to see people's faces when they hear some of the stories. At this year's Circle of Life Breakfast, so we do tours every month, and then the culmination is that we have a Circle of Life Breakfast every year, and we had a little over three hundred people in for breakfast this year. We raised four hundred and fifty thousand dollars at goodness. our breakfast. And when one of the girls that spoke this year was one of the first oldest child that we had. She was 10 years old when she came through oh. here. She's 24 now. Oh. And she came in and shared a few minutes of her story. It was her mom's third treatment program. The first time she had the opportunity to be in treatment with her mom. She was not happy when she got here. At 24 years of age, she graduated valedictorian from her high school class. She is now the president of her sorority at Whittier Law School, mm -hmm. where she is going to law school. Mm -hmm. And she is the one who donated, she and her sorority donated all of the Christmas gifts this year Holy for our smokes. children. Oh my so goodness. that's how our sisterhood, not only wow. is it our women that are receiving, and her mom's still well, and her mother was at the breakfast with her, uh, and her mother came in this year and brought the Christmas gifts in with her, but our sisterhood is not just our women. It's 
the young children that come oh, through, no. and that is a sisterhood and a brotherhood because we got lots of baby boys that are oh, born here. Oh my goodness! And get care here. My too. goodness, we haven't talked about the repeat boutique. <laughs> that plays a big role, not only in terms of bringing in money, but in providing uh, education, stimulation, much-needed uh, things for these women to do and skills to relearn, in some cases learn. Talk about what the Repeat Boutique is and what it does for you and, well, and a, what it does for them. It's a social enterprise to the organization, mm -hmm. and a social enterprise is anything that allows us to raise resources, financial resources, that really has nothing to do with our mission. And so it is a high-end boutique that we've had for 37 years. Holy it was the, smokes. It was the first thrift store to support a nonprofit in Orange County. But when you say thrift store, that kind of... It's 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 a it's more it's, than just well a that's why I call store. it a that's why I call it a boutique yes it really is and it's a way for donors in the community to participate with us that may not be in recovery themselves yeah. but want to give back and partnerships partnerships and so they bring in their clothes and they donate them and sometimes they volunteer their time to work in the store but also our women it gives them an opportunity to re-enter the community yeah. in a work environment and volunteer and every time they do they get clothing and outfits and those kinds of things, but they get to interact with people, run the cash register, steam clothing, mm. uh, build their skills and their own self-esteem and their own self-worth as they re-enter community. It's win, life. win, win, win. Sure is. All, all the way all around. All the way around. Rebecca Flood is the CEO at New Directions for Women uh, joining us. You are rooted in, in research and best practices and all of that. NAATP just announced a national outcome study uh, with some industry benchmarks and they've selected seven treatment programs, uh, and one of them being New Directions for Women. Tell me a little bit about this, this research project and, and what you hope to find out. Well, we hope to find out what about treatment works mm -hmm. and how it works and for what populations and over what periods of time so we can better gauge the intensity and duration of care that any individual may need once they enter mm -hmm. our threshold. So it will identify services needed. It will identify how long those services need to be provided so that we can become better. We always are interested in becoming better at what we do and better in the lives of the people that we serve because their life is on the line mm. and that's what matters to us. Mm. And so we will be able to compare ourselves to other top providers and at the same time learn from each of these providers. Dr. Thomas McClellan, uh, one of the most uh, research-based yeah. people, helped us design uh, and Norm Hoffman. Oh, he's one of the best. He's been so, around forever. So these folks all helped us design. You couldn't find anybody better. You couldn't. Yeah. To yeah. help us put this together. How long will it take? Uh, I think that the pilot piece is going to be over a year, and then we're going to look at the data we've collected and determine if we can get other people to join us. But first, we want to have these seven programs solidly in place. Becky Flood joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. What have you learned in the time you've been here, Becky? of New Directions, because yeah. I've worked in the field for 38 years. Let's, let's keep it to New Directions. Let's for keep women. it to New Directions. I have learned that people have 
huge hearts, mm. that people care more than you can even begin to imagine about their loved ones, about our vision and mission. I've learned that our vision and mission is unstoppable. People want the next generation to heal. Yeah. They want children to be well. Break that cycle. They want to break the cycle. And so people camaraderie builds. Our sisterhood is unbelievable. The power of women in recovery and what they can do in the face of changing the profession and the world mm. and life in general for themselves and their families. What do you see as the biggest challenge for the field right now? I think the biggest challenge is us coming together, bridging gaps between medication-assisted treatment and abstinence, listening to each other, philosophically challenging ourselves to create an evolution of what is in the best interest of each mm -hmm. individual person that will otherwise die if they don't get the opportunity mm -hmm. to get well. Mm -hmm. Insurance companies, parity, everybody coming together. And I still say that denial is at the heart of this disease. Mm -hmm. Denial at political levels, denial at insurance levels, denial amongst families, and even denial amongst those of us in the profession. Absolutely. I ran into somebody the other day who, who uh, uh, was in a conversation with someone and, and they had asked what he did and he was a counselor at a treatment center and he said, I work in the health profession. And I said, why didn't you say that you work in the, in the addictions field? He said, well, I just thought it would be better just to say that. I mean, even among ourselves, we've got to realize that we have to stand up and be open and be uh, in that non-denial area of be proud of who we, we are and what we embrace. do. Embrace. Each embrace each other. Embrace it lovingly. Absolutely. And it's not like there's not enough alcoholics and addicts to go around, for goodness sakes. You know, I understand competition in the marketplace, but this is not a competitive field. This it shouldn't a, be. No, it should not be. It, it is. It, it is in some be. ways, but it's, it, it definitely should not be. And organizations like NAATV bringing people together and not asking them to let go of their biases, but as you say, listen to one another. That's where it begins. Mm -hmm. Rebecca Flood joining us. She is the CEO at New Directions for Women. Uh, we are going to be visiting with a number of people who, I, I say work here, but you know that, that sounds so trite, who are a part of the family here of helping to save the lives of countless women and countless children. I thank you for your time, Becky, and I wish you continued success. Thank you, Neil. One woman at a time. Wonderful. Thank you. I'm Neil Scott. We are broadcasting from one of the oldest and most successful gender-specific treatment programs in America, New Directions for Women in Costa Mesa, California, where recovery becomes reality. And we're going to meet some of the people involved with this program when we continue. Short time out, back with more on Recovery Coast to Coast. We